Hello, sinners and saints, and welcome to the first episode of Happy, Holy, and Humble. I'm your host, Katana Carmen, and I can't wait to share this experience with you guys. We're going to deep dive into the Bible and get to know how we should be living that happy, holy, humble lifestyle. First of all, before I get started, I just want to say a quick little prayer because maybe you might need this. Okay, so Father God, we come to you right now. We thank you for anybody who's tuning in and who's listening right now. Lord, as your servant, we just ask you to open me up in the mighty name of Jesus. So somebody may be able to get something from this tonight. And God, I just pray right now that whoever is listening, God, you know what they need from you with that you bless of God. And God, for that, we say thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for all of our sins, God. So for that, we say thank you. And God, as we get ready to attack 2024, God, we are just expecting bigger and greater this year in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's get into it. First, my name is Kazana Carmen. I am from the Ohio. Yes, O-H-I-O, if you know me. And I am a 24-year-old journalist here in the Columbus area. I also work for Radio 1. So um, I'm in radio, TV, a little bit of everything. But I'm so excited to be here with you guys and share my love of passion for Christ. First of all, I wanted to say this podcast is not for the, the perfect Christian. We are not perfect, but we strive for perfection in Jesus Christ every single day. So, and that's what it's about. It's about striving for that perfection and having that grace and mercy that he gives us every single day to keep going and keep going forward. So I like to talk a little bit about accepting and believing today. What is accepting? In my eyes, accepting is just acknowledging and taking ownership over what accepting is. To me, accepting is like taking acknowledgement and ownership over what it is that's in front of you. And then believing, in my opinion, is something that you not only believe in your mind, but it's also in your heart as well. So I like to tell the true definition of what it truly means to be safe. Um, People like me, or 20, you know, sometimes like my story, I got baptized when I was like super young and I feel like I was really pressured into it. I didn't understand it completely. And I feel like it was really just a part of like, oh, I know it's right. So I got to do it. But as you grow up in church or as you step away from your ministry, you might not truly understand the real meaning of accepting Jesus as your savior and salvation. And that was me. I'm going to be honest. Um, I will say that I knew of God. I knew those Bible stories. Like, sure, I think I even knew the Bible in in order one time. I mean, we had to recite the heck growing up. And like church kids, in my eyes, we was always like not volunteering. We was kind of voluntold to do things. So I feel like giving my life to Christ was probably like a voluntold. I mean, I knew of Jesus. I knew it was the right thing to do. And I gave my life to Christ at the young age of 11, but I really feel like I didn't truly understand what it meant to be saved. So what it means to me is you are a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you're not just accepting him into your heart and your mind and your soul, but you're also believing in him. And sometimes we struggle with that. Sometimes we struggle with Like we accept God, but do we believe him? And then also, do we put the work in to believe him and accept him even more into our lives? So as a person that grew up in a church, I accepted God as a young age. 
but I feel like I really didn't believe. So we're going to dive down into that. So first, I'd like to tell you the story of how Jesus came about. Everybody knows the scripture. It's a favorite scripture, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I can remember a time when my grandma was like, well, you don't want to be going to hell? And they always talked about hell being a bad place. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to go there. So I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to get baptized. <laughs> but it wasn't until probably my late, I want to say my late teens, where I really started to dive in and was like, okay, what does it mean to actually be saved? Because we see so many things, we hear so many things. And I don't know, I talked to my friends about it and they said, well, I believe in God. But you cheat on your math test at the same time. So I really had to put a fine line on what it meant for it to be for you to be saved. And that was one of the things I dive deeper into. Um, but we all know the story of Jesus being born in Bethlehem. Uh, he was he was actually born to a virgin named Mary and Joseph. And in my opinion, I mean, 20 day century, if you as a virgin out here getting pregnant by the angel of the Lord, how, how, I mean, she probably was like, hey, Joseph, I'm pregnant. I don't know how she said it, but in my mind, that's how she probably said it. And Joseph's probably looking at her a little bit crazy. So, I mean, I thank God for sending his son, Jesus, for one, to show us the true definition of I'm willing as a God that loves us so unconditionally and so passionate, I'm going to give up my only son to show you what it really means to be saved. And that's where I like to add in Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything you need. Sorry, let me make sure I got it right, y'all. Apologize. But seek first the king, his kingdom that you need. Righteousness and all these things will be given unto you as well. So for me, you know, being saved, it can be some of the ups and downs, um, but it's about building that lifestyle. And sometimes, you know, life just be life and I ain't going to lie, life, life be life and it be everywhere in life. And sometimes like we need reassurance that God is still there. I mean, I know me as a 20 year old, like I need reinsurance sometimes that God hears me and God knows me and he knows my heart. So even though I've been saved for quite some time, it wasn't until I started diving deeper and actually seeking God in his kingdom first that me actually started not only to accept more, but also believe more. So I just wanted to share that little story um, of how I came apart in my Christianity. Your journey might be different. You might have been like 26, 32 years old when you accepted God, and you might have understand it a little better than I. That's okay. Wherever you are in your faith journey, God is is happy with us bringing souls to the kingdom. So if maybe you're a person that struggles with accepting and believing, or maybe you're on the fence about accepting him more or, you know, really understand the concept of what it means to truly accept God into your life. I encourage you to dive deeper and to get to know him. I mean, he is our father and he did create us for a purpose. So I encourage you to dive deeper into your Bible, into your word. And of course, seek the kingdom first, like Matthew 6, 33 says. All right. 
So tonight I want to wrap up with also talking about accepting and believing, but also our first true love. And our first true love is Jesus. Um, God showed us in the Bible stories that Jesus was born for us to, he, for him to take on our sins. So in, in my mind, a sin is a sin, right? It doesn't matter if you cheat or you lie or you steal. A sin is a sin in God's eyes. So with you creating these sins, with you going through this in life, um, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we may be renewed as Christians and so that we may have that everlasting grace and everlasting mercy that he gives us every sing- each and every single day. And so Jesus is our first true love. I mean, God showed us in the Bible that, you know, I'm going to give up my only son that I'm ever going to have for you guys because I want you to get it. God cares for his people and he loves his people. So, and for that, we just say thank you. Now I want to pose a question tonight if you're tuning in to what kind of season right now is your faith in? And you may not know what I'm talking about, so let me go a little deeper into it. Uh, When I say what kind of season you're in, I mean, are you newly in your faith? Are you baby faith? Are you experiencing waiting faith? Are you in like a test and trial situation? Or are you in an active situation? So let me go back. Baby faith. Baby faith is like, you know, the new day Christian. Maybe you're just like, learning of God. You just accepted Jesus as your personal savior. And you're like, yeah, I don't know where to go. I'm just here. I'm just happy. I accepted God. I just newly baptized, but I want more and I don't know how to get more. I will say this. If you are at that stage in your life where you're experiencing that baby faith or that new Christian faith, First of all, congratulations. You're on the winning side. And that's what we always want. We always want more souls for Christ. So congratulations. You're on the winning side. Can't wait to see you in the kingdom one day, girl. (laughs) But if you're if you're in that baby phase, if you're in that that baby phase, I will say this. This is the time to really get to know your father. Ask God who he is. And ask him to show you who he is. I feel like a lot of times when we're in that baby stage of just now learning or just now knowing who God is, it's so easy for us to get away from the things of God. Or, you know, sometimes we're thrown a lot of information at one time and it's just very, very overwhelming and it's very much. And we don't know how to, in baby faith, you don't know how to really you don't know how to really take that on because you're like, well, I'm just a new Christian. Like, I didn't know I was going to, you know, be condemned for doing this or, you know, something outrageous. But I encourage you in your baby faith season to just ask God to show you who he is in that season. Um, that's baby faith. Now, my next season is a dry season. Maybe you've been maybe you've been going to church for a long time or, you know, maybe you've you stepped away, you know, he's married to the backslider, so y'all backslidden. Um, so maybe you stepped away or, you know, you came back and you're like, uh, I know church is like the right thing for me to do. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm in this. Um, but you're like, I ain't really getting nothing every single 
I ain't really, I ain't really getting nothing from the preacher. Man, I'm going to Bible study. Fasting is so overrated. Like, ugh, it's just like not for me. Pause. Pump the brakes. <laughs> We've been there too. We've been there where we're just like going through the motions. And I like to say going through the motions in your dry season because, you know, it's a season where you are just doing the bare minimum just to make it by. And as our father says, he doesn't want us to do the bare minimum. He wants more out of us. So if you're in that dry season, you're struggling to really just go after it or really just attack it. I encourage you to set up a routine. Set up a routine in your life where you feel like, you know, you look forward to doing it every day. Now, I set a routine, not a chore. So if a ch- reading your Bible is going to become a chore, then maybe you need to get you like a little wordly devotional book where you only read one scripture for one week or you only read a chapter like for one whole month, you know, start out slow. And my thing about it is sometimes dry seasons happen when life really just turns us upside down and we really don't know where to go. But I encourage you to really seek God and seek his face for one. For two, you know, if you're going through the motions and you feel like you're not getting anything, then you're in a dry season, period. You're in a dry season. You're like, I've gone to church. I'm here from God. I feel like I'm never, never successful or I feel like the chaos has never stopped. You're in a dry season. And in order for you to get out of that dry season, you got to put the work in. The Bible says faith without works is dead. If you believe that you're going to lose, I don't know, 200 pounds by the summertime, but all you're doing is walking up and down the steps at work just to go in the building and leave the building. You're not going to lose that weight. So faith without works is dead. And then you also have to apply it. So and my advice would be like, put yourself in a routine. If it's like, hey, I'm going to intentionally pray for 10 minutes or I'm going to intentionally read my Bible at 9 a.m. in the morning or I'm going to stop and say like a quick 10 to 15 minute prayer while I'm in the middle of my day at work because it's so chaotic and I just need something to keep going. Um, God doesn't want you to be out of tune with him. He wants you to be in the tune. And in order for you to be in the tune, in order for you to move past a dry season, you have to activate that routine. So that's the dry season. Waiting season. Sorry, y'all. Let me get some water. A waiting season. Waiting season is when you are going through, I will say, you're just anticipating on something to happen. It's like you're putting in the work, you're going to church, you're reading your Bible, you're doing what you need to do, but you're still expecting that miracle. You're still expecting God to give you something or show you that blessing. And I will say for those of you that's in a waiting season, that's in a patient season, um, really, that's when you need to seek God and your peace. You know, Jesus is our peace and you need to seek peace. It means that, you know, even though you're working and even though you're seeing this, you're just expecting God to do something mighty and great in your life, but it's not happening. And you're like, well, God, why is so-and-so getting blessed, but I'm not? 
what's wrong with me? Why can't the blessings come my way? And God is telling you, it's not time yet. And that's the other thing. Your timing is not God's timing. And his timing is always right. So the reason why he hasn't removed you from a situation or the reason why he hasn't stopped you or the reason the reason why you're still in that same situation or that same your that same routine and nothing's changed and you're just like, but God, what about me? I thought you loved me just as much as you loved them and you're showing them more blessings than me. I will say if you are in this waiting season, if you're like, I feel like I keep going and I'm getting nothing from God. So sometimes God is telling you that a change needs to happen in order for the next thing to come. So sometimes you're you're in this waiting season, you're doing what's right, you're reading your Bible, you're getting it done, but nothing's happening. You're like, you're like seeing no results. It's like going to the gym and seeing no results after one week. But sometimes God is telling you, like, you know, not your time, my time. And my time is always right. So in that waiting season, sometimes you have to learn peace and patience. And sometimes that's really hard for us. I feel like we live in a microwave generation where um, we live in a microwave generation where we just we just want it now. Like, what is it now? I mean, everything is instant. Social media, text message, like calls everything is instant we don't ever have to wait for anything nowadays and sometimes like god is like i just need you to wait i need you to wait just it's not your time yet i just need you to wait and you're like god like what and he's like shh i just need you to wait i just need you to wait i just need you to wait and sometimes you know when you have that peace and you have that patience the worry comes off the worry goes away and you'll You'll start to feel you'll start to feel a little better. And you're like, okay, I'm here for a reason. God gave me this job, even though I hate it and I asked him for it. I'm here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but God help me, show me, and seek his face on a lot of these things. So most of the time when we're in rating seasons is because of the decisions our flesh have made. And those decisions that our flesh have made affect our spiritual man more than we know but that's that's why god has you in that season so you cannot also learn peace and patience but you can also wait on him and get something out of it at the same time and then the last season that i like to talk about is an active season you're going after it go get it (laughs) now active season doesn't mean and like active season doesn't mean you're not experiencing dry. You're not experiencing waiting. You're you're not experiencing like, you know, self-doubt or, oh, is God going to do this thing for me? It doesn't mean you're not experiencing in any of the other seasons. But the thing about it is when you become a follower of Christ, when you accept and believe Jesus as your personal savior, it's time to put the work in. You can't just sit on the pew. And you have a gift to offer in the church. He's going to eat at you. God's going to be like, you should try that out. You you should go. You should be a part. You should be a part of that ministry. You should be a part of this. And then watch how he blesses you. Once you you as, as his daughter, as his son, give into his kingdom. 
Active season means that you're you're literally just going after it. You're you're seeking God first. God is the head of your life and you're you're letting him lead. But also you might be experiencing some waiting time. You might be experiencing some dry time. You might you might revert back so bad you ain't been in church for three months that you gotta start back at baby faith. And that's okay. God first loved we love because God first loved us. And that's the important thing. He wants you to get it. And that's why he keeps having his grace and his mercy renewed over and over and over again. Seven times seven times seven. God wants you to get it. And this year, I just believe we're going to get it. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Happy, Holy, Humble. And I can't wait to see you guys next time. And remember, Let's live this lifestyle that God wants us to have.